The people of Israel have forsaken the true God who brought them out of slavery and are and now are worshiping false gods who offer no salvation. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, what wrong did your ancestors find in me that they went far from me and went after worthless things and became worthless themselves? They did not say, where is the Lord who brought us up from the land of Egypt, who led us in the wilderness, in the land of deserts and pits, in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that no, pa- no one passes through where no one lives? I brought you into a plentiful land to eat its fruits and its good things. But when you entered, you defiled my lands and made my heritage an abomination. The priests did not say, Where is the Lord? Those who handled the law did not know me. The rulers transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after things that do not profit. Therefore, once more I accuse you, says the Lord. And I accuse your children's children. Cross to the coasts of Cyprus and look. Send to Kedar and examine with care. See if there has ever been such a thing. Has a nation changed its God, though there are though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for something that does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug out cisterns from the, for themselves, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm appointed for this morning is a partial singing of Psalm 81. It's found on page 5, the green sheet in your service leaflet. Please stand as you are able and sing.
Please be seated. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you as though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge all. And let the marriage and will judge all fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with all you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor. In case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host, and the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this person your place, and then, in disgrace, you will start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Can I have the kids come up? Come on up and have a seat. How many of you are in school? Show of hands. For how many of you has school started already? Uh, it's not even summer is not even over yet, and they've already started you back at school, right? All right, very good, excellent. And when you got to school, or when you get to school for you, Carol, was there a new kid in your class? Yeah, some of you are nodding your heads. New kid in class. Some of you are shaking your head. No. Um, Does that new kid at the um, recess kind of not 
really sure who to play with, kind of standing around wondering, hmm, where do I fit in here? It's always hard because you've already got your group of friends, right? You, you know the kids that are coming back from last year, and you're saying, oh, this is really fun to see these kids again, even though I don't want to be in school. But here's this new kid wondering, who do I play with? So what I would like to suggest is that you make a point to play with that kid, invite them to come join your game, because you never know. They might turn out to be a really good friend, and you might be the first person who says, come play with our group, and then you'll have a good friend. You'll make a good friend for the school year. I'm going to talk to the parents a little bit about new kids, sort of, so you can all go back to your seats now. Thanks. So today, you're going to get a stewardship sermon, even though it's not stewardship time. It won't be the standard stewardship sermon, though. Both Hebrews and Luke talk to us about hospitality, um, what it is that we're supposed to do in the presence of people we've invited. Hebrews says, don't neglect to show hospitality to strangers because some thereby have entertained angels unaware. Um, We invite people to come to church. Um, We need to make sure that we're hospitable to them. Too often we make sure we're hospitable to newcomers to church because we sort of have dollar signs in our eyes. We wonder, gee, I wonder what they would pledge if they started coming here. Hebrews tells us because they might be messengers or angels unaware, what do they have to tell us about God? Why should we listen to these people? Because they may have us something to tell us about God. But Luke takes Hebrews just a bit further. Dinner parties, you have to understand about dinner parties in the age when Luke was writing. Dinner parties were to those people what salaries are to us. It was the way that they ranked society. When you went to somebody's dinner party, you sort of knew who this person was in the village, and you know you sort of guessed where you would sit along the table. Um, okay, I fit about here in his circle of friends. Um, and then you would see if you were right, who sat higher than you, who sat lower than you. And then, of course, you had to pay back the favor. You had to invite some other folks to a dinner party, and you would arrange them to sit. And so by the time you've done this circuit a couple of times, you know where everybody in town fits on the social scale. That's the way dinner parties worked back then. Of course, we do it by salary. How much does that person earn? Where do they rank on our scale of of who's important? Um, We do that by salary. If you look at ancient philosophy, a lot of ancient philosophy takes place at a dinner party. Most of Plato's dialogues are written as if they took place at a dinner party. In fact, one of them is called the Symposium, um, which you can translate the dinner party. And the people there talk about friendship. Friendship and dinner parties went together. This is where philosophy takes place. So Jesus gives, at first, what seems like some really good advice. If you get to a dinner party and you're not sure where you belong along the couches there, don't sit down at the top place. Because then if somebody else more important than you comes, you will be embarrassed. Sit down lower than you think you belong. And then when you're asked to move up higher, um, you will sort of be able to do that with a little strut in your step. Um, that's good advice. Just good, simple advice. Nothing, nothing radical there. Standard. Any philosopher could have said it. But then he goes a step further. And he says to his host, when you give a dinner party, don't invite your brothers your neighbors, your kinsmen, 
people who are rich because they'll return the favor and invite you back and you will have your reward. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, the people who are nobodies because they won't be able to invite you back. And you will have your reward at the resurrection of the just. Here's the stewardship part of the sermon. If I were a television preacher, I would say what this means is give money to the church and God will reward you at the resurrection. Give money to the poor and God will take care of you at the resurrection. That's not at all what Luke means. What does he mean? Who's going to be giving the dinner party at the resurrection of the just? If you've been reading Luke's gospel right along, who are the just? Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the blind, the crippled, the lame. Those are the folks who are going to be throwing the dinner party at the resurrection of the righteous. That's the invitation you want. You want to come to their party. All of this life, they haven't been able to party. So come that life, they're going to know how to party and they're going to be missing one. And so you want that invitation. So here's the stewardship sermon. Why do we give money to church? Not so that we get our reward in heaven, but so that we make sure we get the invitation to the dinner party that's going to be fun. You've heard me talking about the Thursday exercise group, the the, um, thing that Deb is doing with the money that we got from the diocese. Um, we started out with the exercise class on Thursdays. People were coming over from Crestview to, to lead that. I think the first class we had four, maybe five people. Um, last Thursday, it was about 20. Um, there was a new woman who came, and she came because she'd run into a group of these people at Miss Sherry's. Now, there's where you need to be doing your evangelism is Miss Sherry's, Right. And her husband had recently died, and she knew she needed to form a community, and they said, well, come on to exercise class. And so she did. Two of the Dominican sisters from St. Elizabeth's came. They were there. They're starting to know each other's names. They even have nicknames for each other. There's church lady and soup lady, and, you know, we've got all of these nicknames. They check to make sure that you're there. And if you're not there, uh uh-oh, what's happening with soup lady? We wonder what's up. They give each other rides. In that group are certainly the poor, the halt, the lame, the nearly blind, the nearly deaf. Um, But this is the party you want to be at. This is the group of people that knows how to have fun. Why do you give money to your church? So that we can do things like that. Because that's what the resurrection of the just is going to look like. Don't invite people who can invite you back now. Invite the people who are going to throw the party that you really want to be at. After church today, we're going to go into the parish hall, and some folks from Episcopal City Mission are going to give us a presentation on what they're doing. They're starting a new, uh, a new endowment fund. Um, they'll talk to us about their mission and some new exciting things that they're doing. We've got this thing going on that's exciting. That's where the fun is. Why? Do you give your money? Why do you invite those folks? Because that's where the fun is. When you give a dinner party, don't invite the folks who are going to invite you back. Invite the folks who are going to throw the party at the resurrection of the just. Amen.